This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining Ray and I on another segment of the Team Business Podcast. This is Team Business number 19. And uh, Ray and I have really enjoyed bringing these episodes to you with all these great entrepreneurs and business finder founders and experts in various yeah. fields it's, it's been real cool man to talk to these people what do you think right yeah it's uh it's uh, definitely every every person brings their own i guess you could say flavor and expertise to uh our podcast and we're very um glad that they made the time yeah so today we welcome a gentleman who has a unbelievable amount of experience uh he has a, a niche focus and uh, Ray, tell our audience a little bit about what his focus is on and what he's going to deliver today to our audience. Well, he's uh, these days um, through success uh, in his career, he's based focuses on human resource and helping consulting uh, companies, uh, specifically startups, get to the next level um, and kind of helping them guide them through some of those trouble areas that companies find themselves in, those growing pains. Yeah, he has a consulting firm called Series B Consulting, which for those that are understand venture cap and uh, raising funds, you know, once you get to the Series B rounds, you're kind of in a, in a higher growth stage of your business. And that's where our gentleman comes in and, you know, teaches companies to get to, what they need to do to be successful at, at that point. Uh, you know, much different from the early days. <laughs> you have a lot more uh, to worry about from a management perspective, from uh, running the operations day to day, from dealing with people, culture, all that good stuff. And that's what our gentleman today is going to explain. Yeah. So we'll be back. Uh, also, really interesting fact is the gentleman we have on today is an author. Uh, he wrote a book about uh, scaling business and uh, leads a, an executive uh, leadership series on it now. So we're going to talk about that also. And when we come back on the team business podcast, stay tuned. Team business. Thanks for staying with Ray and I on uh, the team business podcast. Today, we are going to bring on Andrew Bartlow. Andrew uh, joins us from the Bay Area, San Francisco, where, as people know, that's a uh, area that has lots of startups, man. Yeah. Lots of people with great ideas and trying to bring them to the market. And Andrew calls himself a growth company advisor. Well, he is a growth company advisor, and that's what he does, huh, Ray? What, what does he? What, what can he? What do you think he's gonna? What are we gonna ask him, and what's he gonna tell us about today on on Team Business? Well, specifically today, we're gonna focus on the topic of how to prioritize high growth organizations, which again, when you get to that series B phase of funding, that is a topic of concern because essentially you need to have your, all your ducks in a row and, and let go of the past. <laughs> 
so to speak, in order to get to that next level. Um, and he de definitely has made a career out of doing just that, is uh, consulting and guiding companies in, in that arena. Uh, and he's written books about uh, about it, as mentioned, uh, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, yep. Scaling for Success is a book that you can find on Amazon that he's written about this uh, about the subject matter. Um, like I said, he's a uh, very well seasoned in the human resource and talent experience acquisition world. Yeah, early on, you know, he had a lot of experience working with large companies, mm -hmm. and I think he found that through that success, he could really help smaller companies. You know especially those that are in high growth that are just kind of busting at the seams, you know, get everything in line and point it in the right direction. Uh, also for, for Ray, you mentioned scaling for success, people priorities for high growth organizations. Now that's turned into, he's developed that into a, a course, right? Like Correct. a, he actually came up with a, uh, a course called people leader accelerator. Yeah. Uh, that he's also co-founded as well and the managing partner of that people could participate and uh, join them on that accelerator. Yeah, and that accelerator, from what I've read and understand that's gone global, you know, he has clients all over the world. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> definitely a proven expert in this field. Yeah. So we will be back to bring Andrew on the show, and uh, we thank you for joining us again on the Team Business Podcast. This is TB19. Hope everyone's enjoying it. Team business. Thank you, everyone, for joining Ray and I on another segment of the Team Business Podcast. This week, we're delighted to welcome Andrew Bartlow to the show. Andrew, thanks so much for joining. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, this is great. Andrew uh, wears a lot of hats, like, like business owners do, and uh, he especially has a lot of things going on. So we want to ask you a little bit about that, Andrew. Tell us a little bit about what you have going on, you know, the companies you have and maybe some of the roles you play within. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot for, uh, for teeing that up. Um, well, my, my primary consulting and advising work is through an organization that I, I called series B consulting, uh, largely to growth stage, uh, companies. Um, I advise and mentor their leaders. Um, I started a executive education program based off a book, that I wrote, book is Scaling for Success. Maybe we'll talk about that a little later. And uh, the exec ed program just puts some of those learnings into practice for human resources leaders at high growth companies. Um, and then I have my fingers in a handful of other things from you know venture capital uh, advisory work, uh, private equity uh, advisory and, and operating partner work, my own independent invest, uh, investing. And then I'm involved with Wise Growth Networks, which is a lot like a YPO or EO yeah. that I'm sure a lot of uh, your listeners are familiar with. So yeah, a lot of lot of stuff, and I'd I'd like to think that it's all mutually supportive. I notice on your resume, and this is I found this very interesting. You call yourself a, a chief people officer. Yeah, chief people officer. So tell us a little bit that what what services and products do you bring to your clients, and like what type of clients do you serve in general? Sure, sure. Well, yeah, chief chief people officer is is the new language, right? It's the new yep. new term for 
chief HR officer. And, right. and yeah, that was legit. I was the head of human resources at a publicly traded uh, company that's now worth, I don't know, 15 billion. Um, I had a little tiny piece of that, which, uh, w- which enabled me to write the book and uh, start my own consulting shop. Um, yeah, but the, the chief people officer work is the advisor, the consigliere to the founder or CEO of a business. Um, it's, it's in part the operations and the recruiting, but it's more so how do you make some of your management decisions? How do you structure your organization? So that, that's the chief level work. Awesome. Perfect. So what, uh, what point did you, uh, as far as human resources, I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but, uh, as far as when, when did you discover that's your passion and that you, you want to pursue that in your career? Oh boy. You, you know, I think I was still coming to terms with that a dozen years into my career. Okay. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, frankly, um, yeah, it was <laughs> pretty deep into my work life. Uh, when I started feeling more comfortable telling people I was in human resources, I frankly used to tell people I was in management consulting because that's the type of work that I did. But when you say human resources, what jumps to many people's minds is, payroll and benefits and employee yeah. relations issues. And yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a piece of it, but boy, that's just a, a chunk of a much larger continuum of how do you make your business operate better through people practices, through processes, through management decisions. Uh, so the HR piece, I, I was always really awkward with. Um, and, and so that's where yeah. I've, I've put a lot of my attention and where, where this exact development program came from. I'm trying to help up-level the function trying to help people understand what the real opportunity is in the work. So a couple of questions that I have, and it always interests me. First of all, how Series B Consulting came about. Uh, the name's awesome. How did you come up with that name? And then when you author, a, I mean, it's just amazing that people can actually, to author a book, it means that you have to have so much knowledge of that, you know, <laughs> of that content, of that, of what you're writing. Yeah, such a matter. The subject matter. I mean, amazing, right? So tell us about that. How did you, what made you decide to, to write a book and, and put it out there? Sure. Sure. Well, uh, first the name series B, um, I was doing a lot of work. I I live out in the San Francisco Bay area. Boy, that's the, the startup Mecca uh, of the world. And, and, uh, you know, so venture capital backed companies abound out here and once you're at Series B, which is your second round of institutional funding, things start to get interesting, you know, especially on the people and management front. You're probably hiring department heads. You're probably crossing the 50 employee threshold. Things start to get interesting in the work that I do. And that's when you know, somebody like me can be useful you know, coming in at that stage. You're not so big that you already have somebody with my experience on board full time. You're not ready for that yet. Yeah but you probably want somebody more than running payroll and, and delivering benefits to your, to think about how you operate your organization. So that, that's why I picked it. Fits um, great. Fits awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, now the, the other piece that with the book, that was a bucket list thing. You know, I, I got lucky yeah. where I hitched my wagon to a rocket ship and the company that I was the head of HR for went public and had a lot of success and went through a couple of different mergers and they, they kept me around. Uh, for those various you know, mergers, which was great. Um, so I was trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with myself. I was, I, w- I had just turned 40, 
crazy that I had that level of success at, at that at that point in time. And uh, I'd been traveling five days a week for years um, away from my family. And uh, I, I finally had a choice. I was like, what do I want to do with myself? If I could do anything, what would I do? Um, you know, so I started working on the bucket list. I always wanted to, yeah, I, I, I always wanted to be useful. And so stepping away from the, um, it's not a nine to five, right? It's more like a, yeah. uh, you know, five to eight or five to nine. Um, yeah. when, when you're, when you're a business owner, or when you're supporting business owners, um, I wanted to have more control over my own schedule. So I wanted to go into consulting and I thought about how could I be useful to people? And, you know, a lot of that had to do with just organizing my thoughts with what is it that I know that might be useful to people. And it's the past 25 years of human resources experience and, you know, put that in some sort of format that people could, could absorb. And so that's where the book came from. Great. Perfect. It's awesome. Quite the accomplishment. Yeah, for sure. It's been a three-year process. <laughs> Boy, working with, uh, you know, I love them. Uh, Columbia University uh, Business School is my publisher, but they're an academic press. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're not moving real quickly to try to hit whatever's in the zeitgeist of the moment. They're, they're more focused on quality. So yeah. I appreciate that, but it's also been a, a three-year process. Wow. Well, you speak of companies that, uh, in relation to the naming of your own company, the consulting firm, but so uh, brings us to our actual top of conversation, scaling for, uh, scaling for success. So how, how to prioritize high growth organizations. I mean, we're off the bat. I mean, I, we deal, obviously we all deal with companies in, in that realm, but, uh, I know as far as case studies shown, what, what, what have they shown that is, have you seen and observed that are kind of, typical fails for these companies. Yeah. When, when companies are growing really quickly, things are changing really quickly. Um, you're adding management layers. You're changing the role of the founder or CEO from visionary and superstar individual contributor to manager, to leader, um, communication and alignment within your team. Uh, that all, that all changes. And, and, I call that out because that's where the stub toes and the stumbles often happen is that you're trying to hold on to the past. You're trying to stick with the culture or the, the processes that got you to where you are. And I'll, I'll quote Marshall Goldsmith, who wrote the famous book of what got you here won't take you there. And that's, that's so true in a high growth business. So you, you can certainly um, appreciate and, uh, um, and, you know, think fondly of the past, but hey, you got to be willing to evolve along with your business. Uh, otherwise, you're, you're apt to, you know, get in your own way. Absolutely. And what are some maybe tips or best practices you can, you can advise our audience on uh, the best ways to promote a high growth business? Yeah. Well, I, I'd start with, um, I'd start with have a plan, like know where you're going. Um, make yeah. it really clear, really simple. Um, you know, what, what are your priorities as an organization and be able to communicate that. I, I uh, kind of smile as I say this, but be able to write it on a cocktail napkin. If, if it takes you a 15 page slide deck to communicate what's most important to you, people aren't going to get it. So if you're, if you're trying to align more than, you know, a, a very small group of people around what you need them to do and what's important right now, it's got to be pretty succinct, pretty clear. 
so that's number one is just have a plan, make it really simple, really clear. Um, and that's, that's tied, I guess, to, you know, I have three tips here. So that's tied to tip number two, which is just master the basics. You can get really caught up in whatever the idea of the moment is, or maybe you've been to, you know, an investor session or, you know, speaking with other founders or other leaders and you, you know, come away from your weekend with a you know, big idea Monday, mm-hmm. um, you know, get your foundation, get your basics in place before you start to do the nice to do's because it can get, it can get really, really distracting for your team. And then, you know, last, last core tip would be context is more important than content. And what I mean by that is lifting and shifting somebody else's best practice can be really dangerous. Like work, what works for Google or LinkedIn is unlikely to be a great fit for your 25 or 50 person organization. Yeah. You're at a different stage of maturity. You have different resources. You have different needs. So like, be really thoughtful. Use your critical thinking. Don't just grab somebody else's best practice. You know, think about whether this would be helpful in your organization and your environment or not. So those are three things I think that people get wrong, you know, often because CEOs and founders of high growth companies, one of their greatest strengths is being the visionary, being the idea person. And it can be awfully tough to then focus, which is what it takes to drive your company to the next level at that at that growth stage. Is that focus yeah. and prioritization? So the visionary, but maybe not the integrator, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey, well said in a lot fewer words. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a book, right? So in in your part of your process, how how do you leverage data in order to you know, uh, get the company from point point A to point B? Yeah. Well, a, a lot of the data in this realm is uh, is is less discrete. It's oh. uh, it's more subjective information that you're pulling in. Um, it's people's perceptions. It's uh, um, how people understand what's important. It's what people think about their leaders. And yeah, you know, so I I use data in in a way that um, collects those themes to try to come up with something actionable. So a, a big part of my process when I directly um, dig into an organization and try to figure out, hey, how's it working and how, how could it operate more effectively? I talk to a lot of people. Um, I do a lot of one-on-one interviews with the board, with the CEO, with the you know, leadership team, maybe some two downs. And I try to figure out um, what's working, what's not have a list of questions, but really I just use my experience to, you know, try to follow the thread wherever it goes. And, and that tells you a really compelling story most of the time around where their opportunities are. People, the, the organization knows what their needs are. It, it's often, you know, trying to get that down to a short list of clear actionable themes. And, and that's where, you know, somebody like me can come in from the outside and help them boil it down. Um, so that, that's how I use data. It's, it's, interview data then, uh, and sometimes surveys then turns into yeah. a, a, a short list of, uh, of actions. Now, speaking of yourself, you know, and also your, your clients, how yeah. have you had, a, have you had a pivot or change any of your strategies due to the, due to the pandemic? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. um, one, one in particular, you know, this, this executive, uh, development program, people leader accelerator, um, I started, I, I took my first cohort in January 
uh, of 2021. And, and at one point we were intending this to be, you know, in person at least once yeah. a month. It was 16 week program. It's like an executive MBA for HR leaders and high growth companies, really niche. And, and so the network and the interaction with each other is, is a big part of the value. Um, and we wanted to get people together at least once a month for dinner and cocktail hour and meet with other, you know, movers and shakers in the space. And we just flat out couldn't do it. Couldn't do it due to travel restrictions, due to in-person issues. And so we went remote only, leveraging Zoom and Dropbox and yeah, all, all the other online tools, which actually ended up being great. Um, wow. th- th- there is you know, some difference in the depth of interaction, but we're, we're trying to solve for that with group projects and a Slack community and, you know, yeah. a couple other, a couple other tools, but it allowed us to take, we have a participant in London whose company's based in Lithuania. We have uh, somebody in New York. We have people in Texas and Chicago. They're all part of this program where otherwise you would have had to be in the Bay area. And now I'm enrolling the That's next awesome. round of, of applicants. And we have people in, uh, Australia and Berlin and uh, Spain that are all interested in going through this that we would never have even thought to extend the opportunity to if not for going fully remote. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, now look at that. You're we're working around the globe. Yeah. Who yeah. would have ever known it, right? Yeah, you know, it forced us to rethink delivery and yeah. that actually expanded the audience for us. That's which, really cool. Which was great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's great yeah. to hear. Well, lastly here, I know we have a little bit of time left here, but uh, can you tell us any latest projects you're working on and uh, so the audience can possibly search it up? Sure, sure. Well, the, the book, that, that Labor Love, the, the three years uh, in the cooker, uh, Scaling for Success, People Priorities for High Growth Organizations. Um, it's due to be released in July of 2021. It's available for pre-order on Amazon right now. So check that mm-hmm. out. And then the People Leader Accelerator, which is, again, that executive development program based on the book, uh, we're, we're starting to um, accept applications for that program where Great. it'll kick off the next cohort in July. So th- those are two, two of several things, but two of the you know, more timely things that uh, I'm working on right now. Perfect. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, one, one last question and then one piece of information going away for our clients, but or I'm sorry, our audience, a little feel good question. Rihanna Ray and I team business teams and business teams. And we're big sports fans and we like to tie sports into the, to the, to the podcast. Um, If you had a Sunday man, and it was, you had to pick one sport, uh, your favorite team and where you're going to watch that game. What would it be? And where would you be at? Oh boy. Um, (laughs) I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Illinois. And uh, I'm a long-suffering Cubs fan. <laughs> and boy, I would love to be in Wrigley Field in Chicago um, on a sunny June day. Yeah. Um, boy, nothing better. And, and hey, yeah, win or lose, you look, up, you, you look up from your, uh, from your old style in the seventh inning and you ask, who are we playing today? And that's just one of my favorite experiences in life. Yeah, man. Okay. I've never been to Wrigley, but people say it's the fondest, best time and the cubs fans are awesome but hey at least you got the one right i know it was 1908 <laughs> but then 1908 and then uh what what year was it that you guys wanted it was oh oh it's been it's been a, a, like a painful 20, yeah 2012 painful series years. a lot of 20, close calls too yeah yeah a lot of, yeah 
But hey, Cubs fans hang in there, man. That's what you got to love about people from Chicago, you know? Yeah. A lot of uh, endurance there during all hard times. Loyal. Yeah. But yeah. I know you guys heard when we were speaking to Andrew, he referenced the company that he, uh, you know, he was with and had a lot of success with and gained experience from that went public. We're not going to tell you who, so look up his LinkedIn profile. It's really impressive. Uh, connect with Andrew on LinkedIn. And uh, if you have any questions for him or if you want to connect, feel free to reach out to him there or reach out to Ray and I. Yeah. And we'd be happy to make the introduction for you. And last thing for Andrew, anything else, uh, Andrew, you'd like to tell the client, the audience before before we uh, end our segment? Boy, I don't know. Uh, proud to be here and uh, you know, really appreciate the, the questions. Been a lot of fun. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks so much for yeah. joining, man. Yeah, we know you. you're a busy guy and thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for watching. Hope you have a great one. See you next time. Thank you, uh, Andrew, for joining us. We know you're a busy guy and appreciate you taking the time. Thank you to the audience. Remember, check out his LinkedIn profile. Really impressive and connect with them if you think it could help your business. Uh, we know a lot of our audience is in the startup space. So thanks again for joining TB19. Ray and I are thankful. Thank you guys. And don't forget, support local business. Take care. <laughs>